the Wannabes, episode 8 of season 2. My name is JD. What's up? It's your boy Wasabi. And we are chilling. How you doing, man? I'm good. It's been a It's been a long time coming, but we got a bit of a scenery change now. Yep. Cuz your boy is in NorCal finally. Congratulations, man. Big big move with a new job. You're living with the girlfriend. You're out in, I was going to say sunny California, but NorCal's not really what you think of with sunny California. It was cloudy today, yeah. <laughs> uh, but how's it feel? I mean, shit. I, you know, it's so crazy. Like, it, it hasn't hit me yet. One, because Pilar is coming in tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm still getting settled, and our stuff is getting here. Some, some of our stuff, including my PC, is getting here on Wednesday, and then a lot of our stuff from Massachusetts is still coming in next week in shipment. So still kind of getting settled, but the craziest thing to me is I feel like it's like such a big adult move, like IRL life move. And it feels like a place that I can like kind of grow into over the next few years. Mm. And we're right now renting from uh, some family friends of Pilar's who are in Wyoming um, because they have a house there. Um, and they don't know when they're coming back, obviously, because of the pandemic. But I'm hoping we can stay here for, you know, two years at least, three. I'd be down for three or four, honestly. Just really depends on them because uh, right now we're just signing a six-month lease. But they've been really nice. You know, it's nice knowing your landlord. And yeah. I've just never had this amount of space before, you know, coming from New York and then to a one-bedroom in Massachusetts. I think it feels so adult. I was actually giving a tour to icy shout outs to to alfred mm-hmm. uh from ct of the place and it was crazy like this is um this is the guest bedroom slash gonna be my office and gaming place but like you can see the master bedroom in the hallway and then down a few flights of stairs is gonna be the living room and <laughs> the kitchen and all of that so it just feels like a place i can really grow and 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 both grow myself and with my relationship with PLR and I don't know, it's been a long time coming, but like, it feels very adultish in a very surreal way. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, There's not too much to say. I mean, you just moved in. I know like there's always a feeling of moving in. That's, that's universal, but then everything else, it's like new city. Um, So you're, you're going to be working in the office. Is that how it's going to work? No, no, still remote, still remote. Okay. Um, so, yeah, what I meant by office is this room is going to be my office. No, I mean like so with your new job, I, I'm I'm sure they have a plan to move you into an office once things get safe, right? So it's like not yet, but maybe later in the year, second half of the year, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like probably, you know, fall, early winter. I'm assuming. Gotcha. There are really no talks of it coming back yet, so it's just all up in the air. But yeah, it works about like a 30-minute drive, maybe 40 with traffic, so it's not bad. Sweet. Just across the bridge. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you're, this is, this is going to be the first time we've ever had a time difference. Um, I'm staying up past my bedtime for this recording. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure we'll work it out, but now we get to kind of spread our influence on both coasts. Um, we technically could 
play Slippy still. We'll, we're definitely going to test it. We'll try. We'll try. Um, I've played sets on the West Coast, and it wasn't awful. Uh, Fox Dittos might be a different story, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not uh, it's not completely off the table. Um, I'm excited for you, man. This is a really awesome change of pace, and you seem to really be uh, taking some big steps, some adult moves, as you're saying. And it just yeah. I don't know, it feels right, you know? It feels right. It feels like a long time coming, too. I think it's just crazy. I don't really know what this next chapter chapter is. So I think that's going to be the the craziest part. You know, 2020 was such a weird, volatile year on, on my end, personally, and for a lot of people, obvious for obvious reasons. And so, yeah, I really don't know what this is going to hold. You know, I think the there I have a few homies out here. But, like, I'm just going to miss all the New York homies. I think that's the saddest bit is, like, I can't be at that first or probably, like, few locals once things die down and stuff. But, like, that first big gathering of, you know, Tri-State, you got the Jersey crowd, got Long Island boys, and right. obviously the NYC crowd. So I think I'm going to miss that. But, you know, tons of new friends out here, tons of new homies I'm sure I'll, I'll meet. Yeah. I mean, we'll miss you too, but I'm I'm sure the first major that we get to meet up and we'll like meet up at Big House, split the diff, and then uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Plus, you have family on the East Coast, so we'll we'll see you when uh, whenever you hit up over here. Although that's North Carolina mostly, isn't it? Yeah, it's mostly North Carolina. But I'll come back to New York. I'll come back. Well, Genesis, right? Now I'm all set for Genesis. I don't even have to pay a plane ticket. Oh, you're housing I'm literally. You, dude. How far away are you from the venue? I am like. A solid, like ten minute drive, fifteen minute drive. <laughs> oh I think, God, dude. Dude, dude, dude. I know. Oh. There's everyone's gonna want a room. Everyone's gonna want a room. Oh my God! Well, you, this... Ben, and Alfred, Joe Young. I mean, it's a high crew. I just need to make sure Pilar's fine with housing like six smashers for a weekend. We'll see how 2022 Genesis looks, but uh, yeah, that's what we're looking towards that'd be that's that's the shit well all right cool um we're definitely going to be checking in with you every week how things are going updates stuff like that but um this is a melee podcast i would be remiss if i didn't bring it back to some melee topics Mm -hmm. um any final thoughts before we we switch over no that's it i mean nothing really to report i shipped out my pc on wednesday so aside from one last hype friendly session with bzim there's really i didn't I, I didn't get a chance to really play melee at all word all right well that being said um i was able to play some melee this week um, Okay. nothing too crazy you know no no tournaments or anything like that um a little bit of doubles which man this is this is the day like doubles right now is uh, oh chef's kiss to whoever i i wish i knew who to give shout outs to for who made this double doubles uh slippy mod un, un uh unregistered unofficial slippy version i guess you'd call it it's it's out of slippy it's it's not tied to slippy but slippy changed his plans to integrate it into slippy right so it, does that make sense soon to be just a normal it's, it's a mod of slippy which is really interesting i think yeah be- i mean yeah. did he make it open source i know we're not coders so we might be out of our depth here but 
I just know they're they're tag team teaming. So Slippy's like, oh, you're doing some cool stuff. Like, let's work together. So well, I think it's I, gonna be under the Slippy flagship soon. I, I'm here for it. That's all I have to say. They're up to version seven at this point. They might be up to version eight. Um, mm-hmm. And I think doubles is definitely catching a lot of love. It's one of those things. It's like for so long, dubs was kind of the forgotten stepchild in a way like obviously top players gave it a lot of love but then there would just be instances like mango oversleeping and not entering dubs like um people shitting on dubs for taking up stream time or like making the tournament go long um it's the first thing to cut when you're trying to put a tournament together it's like oh we don't have enough time we have to cut doubles or we have to squeeze it into one day you know and now it's like we couldn't play it for so long. Now it's available, and it's catching a lot of love. I see. I see doubles really um, picking up steam in these next few months. Uh, stop me if that's just my bias, or if you see the same kind of trends. I think that like doubles is super hype. I never caught the doubles bug, but that's only because it was so hard to find like within New York City like a solid doubles partner that wanted to like grind it out with you sure and i feel like your enjoyment of doubles is really dependent on finding finding those few people that you're like oh let's play teams together and stuff like that like you have chess obviously and pig mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but in terms of like doubles as a wave i think it's this is going to be really big and i think really the biggest stopgap for doubles isn't even the ability to play games because the technology is coming it's already moving towards our way i think it's more about there's such a lack of understanding and appreciation for doubles because it keeps it kept on getting called out at tournaments and because you know like people will sit and watch the top eight of of majors but they won't sit and watch the top eight of doubles with their friends and they'll do their money matches during it and play you know play friendly sessions or go drink or whatever right and i think that's been the biggest issue but like with everything moving online i'm really curious if that's going to change but really there's just a such a lack of knowledge of the nuance of doubles outside of like crimson blur telling everyone how sick it is i think <laughs> i completely agree i think you hit the most important points which are um, the accessibility, I mean, it's an accessibility issue, right? And now that the technical accessibility is is there, and now we can, like, just say, hey, download this thing. It's just as easy as downloading Slippy. Um, and you know it's going to be good because singles is good and people are vouching for it. Tournaments are starting and all that. The tough thing for doubles has always been, how do you watch doubles? It Melee's always felt like that game, like in DBZ, where only the top fighters can see the fighting that's happening. But doubles is actually that. Doubles is, it is. is it actually is. Like, like, you could be good and not see it. You could be great. You could be top 100. And if you're not a doubles player or you're not a main of one of the characters, you're just like... You have to put all your brain power into processing what the hell's happening. That's why commentary for doubles is a complete meme. It is. Oh, it is. It's so bad. Impossible. I don't. I mean, I don't blame. It. I've tried doing it. I've tried commentating dubs. It's the hard. It's mm-hmm. literally the hardest thing. It's like juggling while freestyle rapping at the same time. 
You know, it's yeah. it's two parts. It's, of your it's brain. some Huey Mac shit for sure. <laughs> Who's Huey Mac? Uh, he's the guy who just like freestyle raps everything he sees while he's walking. I do know who, know who that is, and you're absolutely. I showed right. yeah, because I showed it to you on a road trip, my guy. Chill. I liked it. I know. I know. I think also a big thing is like the just. Okay, well, before we get into like more issues with doubles, I think a good thing with this build is that it just eliminates the financial aspect of doubles. Like, yep. even I sometimes, like, you know, especially when I wasn't with, you know, my earlier jobs, like fresh out of college, mm. sometimes I wouldn't pay like five bucks to for doubles. You know, it adds up. It adds up. And because you know, it's getting the, farmed. Doubles is like, yeah, exactly. You know who's winning doubles. <laughs> it's yes, so, so exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think like the other thing is, um, Talk about winning double shoutouts to um I think it was Hacks promised his little pastry. You know, remember little pastry yeah, from yeah, New York? Yeah. Yep. They he promised he would team with him at doubles and then Slocks asked Hacks to to play doubles with him last minute and Hacks was like Sorry bro. Yeah, that's grime. That's grime PR. <laughs> and, uh, nah I, I don't know. It's funny. Honorable but, mention. <laughs> honor honorable mention for sure. I think the other thing is the reason why there's no nuance on the commentary aspect, because I love that idea, is is it's it was really just a shit show in terms of commentary, is because there's no stable teams. You know, it's like you kind of, mm. it's kind of like a, almost like everyone's just trying to randomly mash in like a Hunger Games style of like alliances, like okay, like sure. Axe and Moki are weirdly paired together, and then okay, so I feel like there's only a few static teams like Pewfat, KFC. You know all all of those guys, and so I think with the advent of net play doubles, you'll see a lot more static teammates, and then not only can can the meta progress because it's definitely so underdeveloped, but also play styles will develop as well around it, where you'll be able to look at matches and be like, so this team plays like this, because if you're just seeing Hacks and Moki play for the first time, you won't have that nuance analysis to it that you have with singles. Like we sure. talk about singles and. We talk about Moki being super sick, Soonsei being exciting and you know not standard combos. We talk about the Wizzy Tech Chase, you know, and stuff like that. And we just don't have any of that, those storylines and doubles because it's like which top player can meet with what top player, right? Yeah, I think it would take a, a very um, deliberate effort to turn dubs into something that's more standardized and more narrative driven. I think you're absolutely right. So they would have to be sort of a like a circuit type thing of like week after week the same teams have to enter. Um, maybe you could do a sub here and there, like keep it somewhat flexible because that's interesting too. It's like oh this team has a sub, they have like two per season or whatever, um, and they ended up doing really well. Like maybe, but it has to be. Um, you have to learn the team as it is. Otherwise, you're just kind of trying to follow both players and then the better you know it's not interesting if it's like oh um like justice four when hacks and armada just team together yeah they never did again and they never did prior and they won because they're mm -hmm. they're just better um and so keeping it away from that is tricky also um because it's almost like it's almost compounded your advantage it's it's a uh, um a multiplicative sort of effect of we're we're twenty percent better together we're sixty percent better, um, just by the nature of how hard doubles is. So 
with all the, that being said, I, I still see um, a groundswell of interest in doubles, which is the most important thing because people need to to be interested in it. You have to understand how fun it is to play. Um, how much more fun is it to get into a Discord with three of your homies and play dubs for a few hours? That's way more fun than a one-on-one session that can get try-hardy or can just like turn into secondaries. Um in terms of like pure fun value, Dubs has the heat in that regard. And then we'll see how that goes into the top level. We still don't even have a spectator mode, I don't think, um, with the Dubs version. So we're still mm-hmm. a long ways away from like any sort of content coming out of it, you know. Um, although, I, I might, am I wrong about that? I don't think we have for doubles because it's not tied with Slippy. There's a Slippy spectator mode, but doubles mm-hmm. hasn't been fully integrated to Slippy yet from my understanding. Okay, so you could only, like, stream your own doubles games, pretty much. I would assume so. I mean, no one's running doubles tournaments also. Well, that's the thing also, is that it's so hard to run doubles into singles just because people have work and time. But now you can just run a doubles-only event Yeah, I entered one. Yeah, a couple weeks ago I entered one. Yeah, so I think that's going to be really sick. I think that doubles has a lot of room to grow. And, like, to have doubles specialists, it will kind of make it to be, like, do you mean peach you know, mains? I do mean peach mains. <laughs> yeah. Peach mains and then just pair them with a fox and you're fine. Oh, the dream. But, the dream. But no, I think like it's going to be a, it could branch out. Like I could see mm. it becoming a separate scene, you know, like similar to tennis. You know, you don't, I don't know the doubles tennis players, but you know, it's, you have doubles and you have singles and yeah. you have certain players that specialize in both. Like I think for me, I'm always going to love singles. I'm, I like at the moment from my experience with doubles, like I still love singles and I want to work on that. But like, I think the the idea that playing doubles won't make you better at singles is such a lie too. Like I, I never leaned on that. It was just like, for me, it was always like, yeah, I don't have a consistent partner to right, play right, right. with. So it's not as fun. But yeah, like I'm curious to see if it will branch out and we'll start having double specialists and different storylines then different players too, you know, like, yeah. We'll move completely out of the top 10, MOM top 10. Like, it might not even matter, you know? Like, Hacks, Hacks, I'm sure, isn't, like, super great at doubles. He's just a super good player. Yeah. That's where Team Synergy comes in. I mean, me and Chess have always punched above our weight in doubles. I mean, that was the one thing that we took a lot of pride in, and we, like, learned through that um, always a step ahead. We would make upsets and dubs. And so finding, and it felt so much better because it was with a teammate, you know, it was like we did it together. And once like sharing that again, it's a, it's a multiplying type of deal. So, um, I guess that's like my pitch for doubles. I'm sure, um, there are a ton of people that feel the way I do. Mm -hmm. Most, I would say most top players have at least some sort of, at least a good memory associated with playing teams, if not at a tournament than like at some sort of uh fest or like after you know at 3 a.m at the big house like friendly setups or you know whatever um it's really an important part of the community and now that it's caught up to where we are with singles i'm just i'm looking forward to just one like focused tournament right like spectator mode hits i want to see a 
a, a big push to like get all the top players, get the hype going, just give doubles a really powerful embrace and show it the respect and show all the peach mains out there that they they are seen and respected also um and i think i think that's super viable i think there's a lot of love for teams out there yeah and and to kind of close on that Mm -hmm. i think that for me what i'm excited about is just stop seeing like just two really good players win events like i want to see players that absolutely love doubles win double events and i feel like for me as a spectator more so than a player in doubles like it just isn't as fun you know watching like Sloxing hacks win over aklo and foxy grandpa you know because it's so clear that that's a pretty outdated more. statement though yeah let's be real if they played today yeah. i think i'd have money on foxy and aklo i i think I, I would still put money on hacks and slocks, honestly. But I would take that bet. That's all I'm saying. I would I would take that bet at a heartbeat. <laughs> um, but you know, like I'm just excited to see that, and like I, I, you know, it will stop being this like, oh, players are punching above their weight, but it's like, oh, they're a really good team because sure. I think that's what one of the wrong things that went into the double storyline was like when Hbox and Crunch lost to Swedish and slocks. It was like, oh my gosh, these two players beat Hbox and his and his coach. And who Crunchall, who is like a good player too, but like it was viewed as like them punching above their weight rather than them being just better at doubles. Sure, you know, Kaon and Darktooth is a great example too. Great like it's not example. about punching them. It's not. A, it's not about them punching above their weight. It's just that they are actual double specialists. You know, within the top one hundred. Yeah, and they have such good synergy, and I think that's what I'm excited for. Is I think new, those new storylines need to be focused more on like than just like oh top player enters double events to make extra money i completely agree i have a feeling that's going to turn into a youtube clip (laughs) now that and and that kind of takes me into the last topic before our break um yeah let's go for it so um we've been it's just a meta commentary of where we're at as a podcast as kind of an entity um, I'm really happy with the direction we're moving. Um, I know we said it early on in season two that like we're 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 setting our intentions. We're like, okay, this is what we want to talk about, and we've been sticking to it. But um, I just want to say like, hey, let's keep doing what we're doing. I'm happy we're uploading more on YouTube. I've gotten a few messages from people saying like, hey, I'm happy with the direction. Like, keep it up with season oh, really? two. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn, that's super hype. Um, shout outs to Bills. <laughs> um, oh, dude, I love Bills. Bills is, shout outs to Bills. Bills is so sick. I love him. And yeah, he, just the the YouTube clips and um, the video, the fact that we're doing video every episode now, kind of a long time coming, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, Better late than never. That's true. Yeah, might might as well make the change at this point. Uh, but yeah. I just wanted to ask you, like, how do you feel with where we're at, and um, how do you, you know, what what are your thoughts? I think I'm really happy with where it's going. I think for me personally, I love the topics that we're approaching now and like a lot of the stuff and the fact that our questions on like questions uh, channel on disc and our wannabes discord group is popping is probably my most favorite part about season two. So like, yeah, keep the questions coming. Like, I love that. Me too. Me too. Um, 
but like i think i want to like i love what we're doing i want to keep doing it and then outside of that i have just like a few ideas that i want to like push more so and find the time and now that i'm like settled in california and things are less hectic i'm hoping i can find like that extra hour or so just to focus on like content creation to help push the channel in 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 my own way too you know like i think we both have very different ideas of what good like good content is or like good content that matches what our motivation to make it right. is probably a better way to put it because right. i i do like the content you're pushing out like that analysis series i think was super sick i listened to it archives um archives, archives thank you <laughs> archives yes uh but it's not just like it's just not my cup of tea to like produce and do sure sure, sure. but but i want to be able to like put in an extra hour or two just like for the content side for our channel and i think that's what i'm excited for is like we're branching out on top of like just the weekly episodes and i think that's what's i'm most excited for yeah oh absolutely i think uh because this is something that matt brought up uh shout outs to ventus as always we should give him just a perma shout out um perma shout out remarkable math ventus official yeah killing it as always um and he mentioned that we're all kind of um sprinters right which isn't necessarily a bad thing um but it's something that certainly has weaknesses and is something to look out for i think you're less of a sprinter i think you're you're better at kind of like keeping a firm grip and and understanding your energy level like you know more than i am (laughs) um because when i when i'm like hard-headed on something that's like all i could think about just relentless for like four mm-hmm. days and then whatever um but right now it feels like we we're hitting a really good balance of like what we need to do our basics like our our bread and butter which is just sitting down and doing what we're doing now um and then chopping it up and then giving ourselves the freedom of like all right what else do we want to do 1v1s are kind of gravy and we're we're doing something big with 1v1 so don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, I, I booked one already, as you know. Yeah. So I got we got huge yeah. plans for one v ones. I'm so I'm so excited. Um, the the new archive series, which originally was going to go on my normal channel, but I'm like, no, let's let's throw it on wannabes. Let's like stack it up on this channel, dude. Um, and it just feels really good to um, get questions, like you said. I think that's been our favorite thing, and um, hopefully we could just keep a steady supply of of questions coming in to fuel we're gonna have it in our second half of this episode um it just feels like a a a nice like you kind of look in every direction you're like oh that's pretty cool i'm I'm happy with that like oh that's sustainable what we're doing over there is like a sustainable idea you know um just it 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 feels good and we wouldn't be we wouldn't be the wannabes if we didn't comment about the podcast during the podcast but (laughs) I think it's an important part of the process to like take stock sometimes of what you're doing, you know, why you're doing it and um, maybe trying to like understand if we're in a sprint or if we're in like a steady jog or canter. And right now I don't feel like I'm sprinting, which is not a um, it's pretty new to me to not to feel productive and to not feel like I'm sprinting. You know what I mean? yeah sustainability is so important especially as we get like older and 
have jobs and other responsibilities. Like, you are getting way less sleep now because of that puppy. Yeah, fucking dog, dude. <laughs> I love her so yeah. much. I love her so much, but... She, yeah, Mabel's cute. Mabel's cute. She's a cutie. Yeah. I think, yeah, to, to end on that, I think that I, I 100% agree with you. And, and again, shout-outs to Matt, who, who told this to me while I was sprinting, I think, at, like, 3 a.m. one night, because he's always up that late. Yeah. And... He's like you and JD kind of go opposite. Like when JD's going hard on something, you're pretty you're pretty chill about like everything. And then when you're like super zeroed in on something, JD's like kind of like more reserved. So it feels like we kind of just take turns on it. <laughs> yeah, we've always um, covered each other's bases in that regard in a lot of different yeah, regards. Yeah. Honestly, but... it just happens. Like we don't even try, which is really funny. Yeah, I guess it's like the opposite of. Um syncing our cycles yeah we've reversed our cycles we've we've been on reverse cycles which is good it keeps us it keeps one of us productive at all times so that's good yeah i know that's good (sighs) so that's our little self-analysis um yeah we're just gonna roll now a clip of one of our podcast episodes what quote are we gonna get from name a player oh we're gonna we're we're gonna go with um nico ryobi all right run it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so it's just like the climate's different and i didn't even think about that concept of like even though we're at the same tournament we all have our own like lone wolf vibes and i like i think it's like unintentional because it's like i think we've just kind of internalized that this is how this is the scene of new york like we don't really have that same like camaraderie because mm-hmm. of the lack of nebs and it's not that like you me hacked big kid don't cheer each other on but it's like well like now that no, we're, it's like it's not happening on a bigger scale. We're just kind of like, well, screw the the camaraderie thing. We gotta just work on ourselves for now, which sucks. Um, not that like I wouldn't cheer for you guys. It's just a matter of like changed culture, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's like back in the day, you got you could play anybody you want, and like it was so much easier. And like we would have these big fests of like eight to ten people on a late like late on a weekday and shit or sometimes Friday, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we would just play really, really late and long and stuff like that. But now it's like, it's just like you struggle to find just one person to play in person. And sometimes even when you ask to play that person in person, like they, um, they, they're not as serious. They're clearly like, you're getting someone that like, kind of there because it's like fun for him but not because he want he or she wants to like get super good you know we are back we were just watching some gallant keizu versus hbox um no spoilers but it was exciting we're not going to actually talk about gallant today because it's going on as we speak no and we're also not really one to talk about the majors so we'll just keep it to the questions we have two great questions um from our discord if you would like to ask us questions just join our discord find the link in our youtube or in our uh, podcast wherever you're finding it i'm sure we'll put the discord link in there come join us ask us a question we'll definitely answer it Um, yeah it's always going to be the second tweet to our when we release it on twitter and it's always going to be in the descriptions of our YouTube down below. I see I'm doing the YouTube thing now where I'm pointing down. That's sick, dude. So, yeah, I know. That's see, sick. That's called editing <laughs> yeah. and awareness. <sighs> well, good. We got some good awareness and we got some good questions. So 
the first question. Yeah. Do you want to get right into it? <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, bring us into it, JD, and then I completely ruined the flow. That's okay. So. We still got the bring flow. Bring us into it, JD. Uh, thank you to Andre, who has been an OG, asking us this question. If Melee didn't ever exist, what would you have put all that extra time into instead? If Melee ceased to exist as of now, what would you put your time into as of now? So those are very similar questions, but they are two completely different questions. Um, it completely changes my answer, honestly. So That nuance difference is, changes my answer I, completely. I think we have to answer both, right? No, we have to answer both. I will be mad if we don't answer both. Okay, all right. And two, <laughs> you have to think of it as if you, I think the first part, if Melee never existed, that means that you never would have found out about the Melee scene and everything thereafter. Mm -hmm. So if it's okay if I kick it off, I, I can explain more what I mean, JD. Yeah. So, for example, if Melee... It, to answer the second part first, if Melee ceased to exist starting today, I would throw myself into other fighting games. I, I thought you were going to say, like, games. into a river or <laughs> into the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. That is dark, JD. We're That's trying to keep this lighthearted. I thought you were going to go there. Jeez. Uh, no, I would throw myself into fighting games. I love fighting games. I love, like... Street Fighter, Guilty. I, you know, I'm excited for the new Guilty Gear that's coming out. Dragon Ball seems really sick, and yeah, honestly, that's what I'm just really excited for. And I don't know which one I would pick. I think I'd probably end up be playing an anime fighter just because it looks really cool, or Street Fighter. But I would just put my time into that and still be a competitor. I think if, but the question changes is if melee never existed from the get go. Because without Melee, I would have never figured out about the fighting game scene and, and learned that I love to watch all of that and follow the players there and, and stuff like that. And, you know, at that point, I remember that, like, I was... And, and maybe this is a little bit more personal for me. Melee kind of came in a very dark time for me where I realized I didn't want to be a doctor anymore in college in my junior year. And I wasn't really having fun with my the rugby team either anymore at that point. And and Melee kind of came in and kind of helped lift me up during during that kind of very turbulent time. But I probably would have honestly gotten into maybe another sport or something. Something like soccer or found something online to to get into. Maybe fall down more into the weeb more down into the weeb train and and all of that who who you know who can imagine me being more weebish than than i am now unfathomable but, unfathomable <laughs> but i don't know like i liked soccer at the time i don't know maybe i would have picked up stock you know stock sooner and stuff like that i don't think i would have had like a passion because melee kind of taught me how to be passionate about things in general mm. so i really like can't I can guess, but Melee's been such a big influence to my life and like especially when it came in that you know, my best guess would be would be probably another sport or some sort of competition like that, something very basic. I hear but you. But I think that's that that would be my answer. I think that's those are good answers. I think it's tough to answer this without thinking like where would I be in my life without Melee, right? 
Um, but yeah, that's not exactly. The, that's not the question. And it's like, I want to, I want to answer it. Like, cause I started playing as a kid and I actually had dreams of being a pro player before it was a thing. I would be really when I was nine, which is 2004. Um, there might've been tournaments in 2004, but there wasn't like MLG. There wasn't anything I would know about. I distinctly remember being that age and like thinking about touring and like putting on a, being on the big stage, like playing the game. Cause I was better than all my friends. That was like the, the fantastical, you know, uh, uh, vision I was having at such a young age. So without that, I definitely would still be playing video games. What would I put all my time into? Because college is when I entered the scene. That's when I really started grinding. Yeah. Probably, probably more stand up and more comedy. Um, that was. There's very few feelings that match, um, like winning a close game five or like beating uh, one of your bracket demons, but getting off of stage at, uh, at an open mic and like having done a good show is definitely it's, it's better. It's, it's definitely better. And so I think I, I would have followed that um, without any, anything else i mean melee was the thing that gave me confidence to do stand up at times like i had i knew that skill was progressing further and i became a better melee player than i did a stand up which remains of course but i think without melee it's like i'm not going to be better at you know studying i'm not going to be a more excited <laughs> communications major <laughs> or anything like that um i'm putting that time into other passions um so i think that it's, that's kind of that question but if melee yeah it's so yeah sorry interesting go. oh There's yeah it's so interesting because it's like melee uh, for me similar to you like you know the introduction of melee kind of put things into focus because at least for me and i was like i felt like i was pretty drifting during during those times mm-hmm. like you know i i don't think i would even have done soccer or anything like that because it's like everyone else has played soccer in high school and stuff like that and i never did that so like i might have doubled down on rugby or i could have just gone into like twitch streaming i think those are my two likely answers but i kind of want to flip the question and i now have a question for us well i have to answer the second part if it, it didn't ex- oh if it ceased to exist right right Right, you didn't answer that second part. I did not yet. Never mind. That's a little okay, e- so that's then, a little yeah. easier to answer. It is easier. But yeah, gonna go ahead. I would probably I mean right now I'm really I have other games that I, you know, um Hearthstone comes to mind. I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone Battlegrounds and that's a similar I I would probably play some sort of like auto chess um and probably make content for it. I I think um I've caught the content creation bug pretty hard. Um, I would likely look to to start something on Battlegrounds right now, and but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be like my love hate relationship with melee. Like I can't not make melee stuff. It's it's always bringing me back. I'm stuck with it. It would probably be I'll do Battlegrounds now, and if something else comes along, I'll do that. Um, until something captures me in the same way, and I'll have to wait for that. 
But let, what's what's your question you want to flip? I kind of want to flip it. Is because really what it, it we're getting at in a more meta level is what did melee give us? And and I kind of want to flip it and and ask you, what do you think melee? gave you like the fact that those two answers are so different both of our answers are so polarizing right 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 between each other's not like each other like you and me but like from from you know, yeah i got you from each of our own answers what do you think are like probably like name one to three things <laughs> that like melee gave you like really free reign because i think that's really what we're getting at here well it definitely gave me it gave me a lot of freedom in that it was a, a kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of the things I needed at the time. So I needed like strong camaraderie. Um, you know, I was in a fraternity, but I didn't, I never really felt like I, I, I haven't really made friends with any of the people in my frat. Um, I'm, like I don't keep in touch with them. So, Melee just gave me so much value in terms of the friends I made, both in – I have a lot of friends from it, but, like, core, true friendships. And, like I said before, it gave me a lot of confidence. It, it, it gives you – I think this is a universal thing, but um, when you're able to see your progression at something and, and – have a tangible proof that time put in and effort put in has an output and has not just like you can see your tech getting better, but you see your enjoyment level getting better. You see other people respect you for that. And it feels it just, and the, the feeling, the, the satisfaction, it, you know, it gives a really awesome blueprint for what it means to improve at something. Um, which is really hard, um, specifically in comedy to get in the early stages. Comedy is not the same learning arc. It's, it's a plateau to start, <laughs> you know? Um, so like teaching, teaching me how to enjoy learning. It's probably the second thing. Um, I, honestly, I, I'm going to stick with those two. I think those two are the biggest important kind of because the third thing I would say is probably like enjoying making like the an introduction to podcasting or video making. Um, but I think I would have found that like comedy has an introduction to podcasting and video making also like there's there's a lot of avenues into what we're doing now. Melee just happened to be a great way to break into it and to start developing those skills. So, yeah, definitely friendships and a blueprint for how to improve. Sick. That's that's really cool here. And yeah, go with your heart on when when the answer stops. I think for for me, I, I touched on it in in the beginning, so I think I can probably go through this pretty quickly, unless you have additional questions. Which is, it just gave me so much focus. Like I, you know. I learned this year that I have ADHD, you know, which is really, really funny because <laughs> it's really obvious when you like list it all down and your therapist is like, yeah, that's, 
That's ADHD, Will. We have a name like, for that, Will. Oh. <laughs> we have a name for that. <laughs> and it just gave me so much focus. Like, it just taught me how to be focused about things. And so much discipline in in the way I go about it. Like, even when I deep dive into something now, like, and, and you know how my deep dives go. It, it's just, like, head first, like, literally absorb everything. And that's, like, the only thing you do. Like, I've learned how to kind of reel it in to make it very useful like when i Mm -hmm. when i got into stocks over the summer like you know the full submersion of like learning everything from that like was so intense but like i knew how to do it because i did it with melee first Mm. and then i think the other thing is it taught me to honestly pursue passions more than anything else and i know that's super cheesy and super like literally every motivational video will tell you that but like Dude, I just, I just like, you know, my parents like, you know, wanted me to be a doctor and I convinced myself that I wanted to be a doctor. And I hit a point where I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. That isn't what like I was really passionate about. And I think if Melee didn't come in like a month or two before I made that decision, like I don't know when in in my lifetime I would have realized that because I realized, oh, wow, like this is what it means to truly like love something and and i think that those would probably be like my two biggest things honestly yeah it's it's crazy how profound these things are and they come up so easily when you ask the question what melee gives to me i had to the hardest thing was picking which ones (laughs) right you know what i mean yeah like there there are things i left off that answer because you know it it, there some of it's so important it's so fundamental you know um i'm always so grateful for the opportunity to talk about what melee has given to us it's hopefully that hashtag could come back i think it's important for everyone to continue talking about what melee has given yeah and i want to hear more from other people as well so like throw it in the comment section or come on our discord and then let's have a conversation about it absolutely right it's, it's i want to hear more from other people absolutely not that i'm getting tired yeah. of you jd no i i hear you man i think that's that's great and speaking about hearing from other people we had a really great conversation today about our second question here uh question coming in from cypher and the conversation so let's let's just talk about the question first the question is what are your thoughts on Europe's different approach to growing their scene as compared to what North America is currently doing? And uh, we had a great guest cutting this. One sec. I forgot his name. Kinso? No, that's a Falco, right? Kemor. Kemor, Kemor, Kemor. Uh, we had someone else in the discord kemor who recently joined really great to have him um answer this in great detail um i won't go through every specific but it was really great to have that conversation that perspective as um kemor is from germany so you know actually being in the midst of what's going on but uh, a quick tldr is that there's a big push in Europe right now to 
um, bring the scene together and to start growing it as one unit as opposed to what they're doing now, which is segmented uh, region locked tournaments like Italy would have a, a local or Sweden has a local or Norway has a local and the push is to get it all together so that they can grow as a united front um which is an interesting take because right now the push in the United States is for region lock tournaments with hacks and hacks's nightclub looking to make an east coast and a west coast power rankings slash tournament series it's a pretty interesting question i'm happy europe is making moves to improve but first will what is your take on what europe's doing and and what are your thoughts there yeah i mean it's it's hard to say right because sorry just had to cough um but it's it's really hard to say and i talked a lot a little bit about it in my 1v1 with nikki a while back who's coincidentally also from germany right the number one in germany and and shouts to him hope he's doing well but <clears throat> i think that like you just can't compare europe and america and i think people try to and i think that's the hardest thing mm-hmm. and i think that like clearly i don't think region lock by country is is working and and i hear leffen's call to action for it because like europe's also just you know geography wise smaller than the u.s so like it makes sense that like you know boston to socal is really tough right but but there's no such distance i think and correct me if i'm wrong i mean when you get up to like northern sweden and then to like spain or to italy or something um Mm -hmm. that is comparable to that sort of thing okay really so i think then like it's tough to say i think uniting europe is separate from how do you structure melee events in in almost like that is the easiest way is it possible with everyone's different internet providers and systems and stuff like that i just don't have the nuance for it Mm -hmm. but i like leffen's call to action for it um i think the having like a centralized server makes sense and i think that like that's really important but i think it's about laying the groundwork first you know like there aren't many how do i phrase it like it's just hard for european players i know i talked about this extensively with nikki where it's just hard for european players to even get like the notability that they deserve Mm -hmm. and they're such good players for what they are ranked because like they have to fly over and pay you know an extra 500 to a thousand bucks just to get to a major and then on top of that, they obviously this is pre-COVID, and then on top of that, they have like two, three shots maximum to like make a name for themselves. You know, yeah. like remember Nikki made that crazy run at Shine to to get his first top one hundred. You know, his introduction to top one hundred. But how many players go there and they're jet lagged and they get sick or they're not feeling up for it right. and and then bust her out? Or they right? or like, they I think that's the... place their seed and they get underseeded. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're also heavily underseeded. So I think the question is so different, right? Because it's really just about how do you unite Europe rather than like how should the netplay tournaments go? And I think a centralized server makes probably the most sense. But on top of that, I think it's it's almost more of a 
um, marketing question because it's it's how do you get how do you get Americans really hyped for it? Yeah. And 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 by getting the American community really hyped for it, not only do you get more visibility on the European scene and are able to then make better judgments of seating, obviously for f- whenever COVID ends, hopefully soon, but also just like they deserve that recognition. And by having that increased recognition, you know, you, someone who does love recognition, you know, I I know, I know how, you know, I know how much it means to you. Mm -hmm. Like it will get so many players into the game too. Right. And I think then, then you start to build bigger and bigger events and you have like something like SCL for Europe. Right. And I think that would be super, super hype. Or you can have North Europe, South Europe. I don't know how Europe likes to divide themselves, but you know, I think it's just not there yet where it's like, oh, slap on a tur- uh, like a European all tournament and that's the fix. If it's possible with the, the internet providers and, and where the players and where the key players are, because you do need that the top players to get buy into it, then yes, that is the fastest and easiest way to do it. Are they able to get there? I just can't say because I, I just, you know, I don't want to misspeak about the European scene. Right. No, I think you're hitting a lot of really good points. Really, the marketing point stood out to me, as I'm sure you knew it would. And yep. really, the question of uh, notoriety and, and pushing these players into the limelight. I mean, clout is the real economy of the Smash scene because there's no actual money coming in. You need to take this resource of attention and notoriety and clout to leverage into making your dreams come true, making your YouTube channel pop, making your uh, making some uh, sponsors want to sponsor you, um, getting invites to tournaments, getting plane tickets, and actually, you know, all that stuff kind of begets itself, and that's what the people at the higher up level know. So what they're trying to do is to create the tournaments to generate the clout for their players to give them what they deserve. I mean, it's this has never been a meritocracy in terms of who gets, you know, the sponsorships or the the money. Um, it's about the clout. So what I think the biggest challenge after what I think is the um, really smart decisions that Leffen's laying out, I mean, centralize, um, get communications down pat, have a, uh, a tournament every day of the week. It's about generating content from that we know now that europe has great players i don't know i don't know anyone out there that's saying that europe is a bad region they're smaller for sure but they're not bad each country has a sick like top five minimum you know but you gotta get them into tournaments with a um a good solid stream something that doesn't have to be super flashy it just needs to look decent so that clips can be generated, so that content can be generated, combo videos. Um, one example of this is tech, right? Legendary Jigglypuff from France, inactive, but the name still rings in all of our ears. We know who tech is. Did tech come in and make top eight at Genesis? Did he ever, did he ever enter a United States tournament? I think he was supposed to go to one, and then he got sick. It, I, I remember hearing a really sad story about it. Yeah. But don't quote me on that. But we all know who he is because of his combo videos, because of his content. It's all about content here. Uh, even if he was still the number one player in France, nobody, do you know the number one player in Italy? 
No. I know the Greek one. Would because Panos told Would me. you be confident I've... that like that the number one player in France is better than the number one player in Italy? You, we don't know. No, I don't know. So yeah. so really all this comes down to is what they're pushing for is tournament series to be bigger and to be more legitimate. Um, but there also needs to be a push, not just from TOs and players and the top personalities pulling the strings and, and making all this happen. Um, we need those video editors. We need content creators to look into Europe and to start building their scene one combo video at a time. And yeah, before that happens, I don't see a tournament without um, serious legs. I mean, air is a tournament series with real roots in American culture. Now we saw the announcement video uh, a couple weeks ago um, and people went ape shit got so so much hype from it um so maybe that team can kind of use some of that hype to generate you know online tournament hype but um without serious attention from the scene at large um i don't see a lot of these efforts getting that real i see them getting better like tournament entrance which is all which is good but a tournament entrant you know being higher is never going to generate hype it's all about viewership content streams mm-hmm. um what i yeah. do think um what i do think is what really resonates with me um is that there could be from the content side like think about what bts smash did for the european scene you know during them running um not Slippy League, but Summit, right? Like seeing seeing Pipsqueak win without dropping a game. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm pretty sure he didn't drop. I remember a game. it was dominant. I don't. I it was confirm. he three would Frenzy. He three would Prof and winners. He three would Prof and Grands. It was such a sick run. Like no, like I think like that was so sick and getting that limelight. And so I think maybe more so than anything, it's about partnering with like american counterparts to make sure that like you can run those morning events to watch the european stuff because i think that's so big too you know like like what happens if like you know i i don't know the time difference but like could you run could you run a european event and then an hnc right after you know that would be really sick oh true you Oh, I'm just an idea guy. I am just an idea guy. Holy fuck! Well, we'd have to get um, Leffen and Hacks talking to each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That won't happen. Never mind. (laughs) Never, never mind. I I, (laughs) cut the video. Cut the podcast. Going in. Um, Oh god. But you know, I think more so than that, like just just getting that, or even like maybe it's about like everyone in Europe. Like, there's there's some grinders, but I know that there are a lot of like top European players that are just kind of playing for fun and stuff right now too. Like what happens if just a different format works better? Like, I don't know if you saw my rant in the, in our podcast discussion channel on our discord on, on discord, but you know, there's so many different formats, like, you know, like what street fighter league is doing where it's teams three, three V three teams where if you win, you go back, you go back into the line 
and then if you lose you're eliminated so it's whoever last man standing but you can have this scenario where it's one man standing has to play against three people and then can still win can you know th- win three times against all those players wow. and and win and i think that's such a cool format you know where it would be so so cool and obviously we, it would be a different type of crew battle where stocks don't reset but on top of that like they added bands so each team got one character band oh shit which is super hype yeah, and yeah. i didn't know anything about the american street fighter scene until i started watching that and i think and it makes sense because where is all the hype for street fighter it's japan it's asia oh daigo's playing tokido hype oh us oh it's dual kevin versus nephew doesn't have the same ring to it <laughs> but now it does because i know those players because of street fighter league so maybe it's not it's even the tournament style like style is wrong for europe and i think that's something to like look into for sure yeah i think having some sort of hook some sort of um something to give it a little zhuzh you know like changing up something here or there maybe maybe something that drastic um would occur to them and, and they want to run with it i don't see them adopting anything drastically different i see them oh yeah no they won't i see them trying to execute the the standard playbook and then it just comes down to doing it right um <clears throat> kind of trusting that they have the players to make that happen and i think they do but that's kind of all i got on europe good luck i i love the european scene i love watching them whenever i can i just hope I hope they get something really strong going once, you know, maybe, maybe all they need to do is just have weeklies with every single country in Europe. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Or, or maybe it's something yeah. else. And, and I'd love to learn more about the European scene too. I mean, we, we talked about it, but like, I'll be the first one to say that I don't know nearly enough about it to really say a lot. Same here. Aside from random ideas. So yeah, would love to learn more about the European scene. <sighs> Well, that being said, I'm a tired boy. It's uh, almost eleven o'clock over here, man. Oh shit! Right, right. <laughs> it's, it's 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 eight p.m. for me. We're gonna have to get used to that. Well, either way, um, great episode as always. I'm super happy that we got to make this happen. Um, thank you to Andre and Decipher for the questions. Join our Discord as always. Any final thoughts, Will? No, that's about it. I'm just, I, you know, just th- self or self reflecting. We've said Discord a lot this episode, so I really hope people join our Discord. <laughs> I think it'll work, man. I think it'll I work. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't think we've ever said that word <laughs> as many Why? times. You don't have to outside be afraid of, this, of it. Embrace this episode. it. <laughs> join our Discord. Join no. our Discord. All right. But actually, yeah. Please do. That's all we got. I'll see you later, buddy. Peace.